You are listening to the Sacred Geometry Portal podcast, where each Monday musing plus one in-depth interview per moon takes you through the portal to the patterns of nature, the architecture of the cosmos, and the divine language of our minds. Your host, Elizabeth Diane, expands your perception of the world and the awe of creation. With a light heart, she encourages an exploration to find the truth as it is evident to you. Every episode opens doors to self-empowerment, demystifies the power of symbology and archetype, intersects relationships with matter and spirit, then circles back to ground in these seeds of life into the kind of wisdom you can apply to your being, soul, and purpose. Welcome to the Sacred Geometry Portal Podcast. sacred spheres. I am grateful to be bringing you this Monday musing, the things that I've been musing upon over the last few days that relate to sacred geometry, the patterns of the cosmos, the architecture of the universe and nature, of course, and how we're connected to it all. And I got to spend this weekend on the Pit River with one of the um, Pit River people who have has been doing ceremony on their land for, you know, like over 10,000 years. They were never moved off of that land and it was such an honor to be there. And along with that were a collective of Aztec dancers. I really respect and, and honor their teachings because they have the understanding, as do I, that sacred geometry is the patterns of nature, the patterns of creation, that it's all about relationship and proportion and, and you know, they, they aren't getting as mathematical about it, which is, is fine, although I think that, you know, the pyramids were built with these understandings of the math behind the sacred geometry or using sacred geometry really as math as a calculator um, they've carried the the deeper understanding of alchemy and the alchemy as creator has used it to bring this world about so in addition to just being there for ceremony it was a wedding a wedding ceremony and we started with a sweat lodge, and that sweat lodge was um, guided by, you know, the the prayers for their blessing of their wedding. And um, there were 111 stones on the fire, or in the fire, and then brought into the lodge. And the 111 is really because of um, it's the number of three. 
And I thought that was interesting because I kept um, seeing triads when we were getting prepared. I kept going, what's up with the triads? And, you know, then he's talking in the lodge about why he chose to have 111 stones. And they were all from the, the area. They're all volcanic rock. And um, there's there's a deeper understanding that I'm I'm starting to realize about how life was formed on the planet and how important volcanic activity has been towards that. And I'm sensing that you know the indigenous wisdom is that um, they're honoring when they call the stones the grandfathers and they call the water the grandmother and that's in this tradition and other traditions around North America they might call them something else but in this tradition they, they have this understanding about the importance of things beginning life beginning with the water and the oceans and the um, you know the, the earth the volcanic lava creating things and offering a, a platform for life and uh, the the uh, native elder who was leading the lodge was talking a lot about the number nine and I love the number nine I always have um, I even have it in my design business lucid nine design because that nine is it's quite often thought of as um, completion, but I see it as a new cycle. So not an ending, but a new revolution in that spiral or in that circle. And of course, the circle is used often. We, you know, do things in the circle because it's like the hoop of life, but it's also the acknowledgement of, of equality that everyone's got a place in the circle and the belonging. Yeah, and then the Aztec dancers dance later and they put out in the in the sacred fire in the center, they put out the four directions in, you know, like a cross, but it it reminded me a bit of a a Maltese cross. Um but this is, I think, where symbology is used by different cultures based on slightly different understandings, or they maybe they received a vision and um, they construct that cross slightly differently. But it still relates to the four directions. It still relates to earth grid lines crossing at 90 degrees and light photons with a, you know, containing a packet of both um, a magnetic wave and an um, electric particle wave that cross at 90 degrees and that that produces light and it's a, you know, it's a reflection of what we are in our eternal nature. So it was just like really cool to sit with how ceremony is done acknowledging sacred geometry and number in a way that is a really deep 
deep understanding of creation and our connection to life um, and a lot of honoring and and I think all of that honoring is just um, a way of being that uh, helps us to be, become the best humans we can uh, helps us to evolve and, and rather than devolve <laughs> so for example um, when the ceremony involves a lot of gratitude um, you can look to western science and recent studies of people like Greg Braden um, or who, who else HeartMath even HeartMath Institute where they're showing that the energy field in the physiology of the body shifts with gratitude and stimulates the neurochemistry that our systems need to thrive and to heal. So it's all interconnected, just like sacred geometry. The other reflection I had that I wanted to share and the reason why I played some of the native flute in the beginning of this Monday Musing is that I was thinking about the circle, but I was also thinking about the line and in sacred geometry how the the straight lines are considered masculine and the circles are considered feminine. But in this case, I wasn't relating it to gender or polarity. I was just realizing that, you know, here I am surrounded by a bunch of conifer trees that to my perception look completely straight you know they're so straight and tall and vertical and my flute is you know a straight line and the the column of of um emptiness in it that where the air the breath goes through is is straight in, again, in my conceptual mind, it's straight. And if you were to measure it with the most precise instruments, you would see maybe there's some curvature or it's not all straight. But again, um, in the patterns of creation, in the mind of the divine, in the mind of creator, in the mind of God, um, you know, the, the patterns of, of that are of that straight line are what gives some structure to, you know, like creation of trees, <laughs> for example. So I was, I was contemplating um, the trees and the flute and the flute being, you know, this straight line. And in the um, spiritual path of the Toltec as an example, and there's many paths that understand like we're like a reed that that spirit can play us when we, if we want to look at a spiritual aspect of, um, you know, creator, our relationship with something that animates us and gives us life. Um, you know, if we surrender and we allow that breath of life to come through us, it's like we're being played by the creator where the flute being played by the breath of life and as I was contemplating that I thought about our inner energy column which some people might use the term I think this eastern Indian term shushuma um, the central column of light you know the path of the kundalini is 
curving, but it's a long essential column that might be more like the, the reed of the flute. And an interesting kind of affirmation after I was contemplating that where I where I'd parked to camp right outside the door of my my car was a bone um it was it was like the spinal column of an animal that uh was long gone and it was the section of the coccyx and the the first you know the the base of the spine essentially where uh, the life force is just sitting that's waiting to arise and 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 feed us with our with our own life force or with the life force of, of source or creator so i thought that was an interesting affirmation and on another note just want to let you know that the next uh, guest podcast will be just before the next full moon with Golden Eagle and I believe Oriolus will be joining us and I, I think you will want to know who they are. They are a couple of shaman who um, have really diverse and beautiful background and they bring some interesting messages about sacred geometry that I think you might enjoy. So stay tuned for announcements about when that podcast happens. And in the meantime, may this inspire you to live fully on your path and be the flute that makes beautiful music. Thank you. This podcast has been a production of Sacred Geometry Portal. Dive deeper into the portal by subscribing at sacredgeometryportal.com. Find opportunities to learn directly with Elizabeth by going to Sacred Geometry Portal on Patreon. Infinite Fractal Blissings, and thank you for listening.